It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast as we get uh, ready for week eight of the high school football season. And outside of the BWAC, pretty much all the league titles are decided. Well, the BWAC's the biggest league, so yeah, they're um, done by now. Uh, the, the, there's, uh, uh, you know, the couple of the eight-man things aren't official either. They go into a week eight with their well, league well, games. Well, Peck is official. But Peck is official, but, like, the, the stars, technically Kingston still has to win this week to win the league outright. Yes, so but it, it's a fun week of games. Obviously, the headliner, North Branch and Croslex. That's the game we've had circled since, well, basically the last out of baseball and softball season. That's a big one. Armada's playing for a league title, something none of these kids have basically been alive for. Maybe the oldest one was born before 2004 when they <laughs> won it, but Armada has a chance to really solidify themselves and, and put a put a year up on that banner. And while the Matt crossovers, they're interesting, but I don't they're all interesting for different reasons. Like the Marys are one's a weird situation. Marine City's playing a weird road game, which I think they'll win. And then you have St. Clair. It could be a tough game against Hazel Park. So uh, we have that and more. And, well, Lance Campbell will join us. It's a big game for Croslex. And who wins more big games for Croslex than Lance Campbell? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> he hasn't lost the, He's uh, won a lot of big he games. Hasn't hasn't he hasn't lost a BWAC game since, like, 2019. So it's been a long time. That they've played. That they've played. You have to put that and in. I there. have to put that caveat because of whole for COVID, for whatever. A game that's been played on the hardwood. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Where would you like to begin well, we always begin at Memorial Stadium, so let's not stray from what's worked for us. But I don't think we'll spend a whole lot of time on these two games. You're going to be at Memorial when Northern brings in East Point. And this is a game similar to what Croslex had a week ago, where it's a get-right game. You want to build some momentum going into the playoffs. You want to, I, don't, I don't think they will be completely healthy, but I think they will be working towards, you know, just getting the feel of winning a football game again. And I want to see how they bounce back from their first loss. I'm not saying this is the case here, but sometimes you get teams that get on a good run and then they lose that first game and it's like all of a sudden the the, the blooms off the rose and they can't figure it out. I don't think that's the case. I think they'd be a big favorite in this game. But we thought that last year and East Point gave them fits. Well, everybody thought that last year except Larry Rollins, who kept telling me at practice that week, East Point's got some dudes. And it ended up being an 8-6 to six game where Northern won without scoring a touchdown. They kicked two field goals and got a safety still for, the greatest their, game for their eight points in that one. So East Point scored the game's only touchdown, didn't make their two-point uh, try, uh, and ended up losing. At one, at one point, they were winning the game 6-5. to five. At one point, Northern was winning the game five to nothing, and then East Point was up six to five at halftime. That was the halftime score of that game, and then Northern kicked a field goal, uh, I think, early in the fourth quarter. To, well, 
I think that East Point team was a little better than than this year's team. This year's team's zero and seven. Yeah, and and, and they haven't been super com- like they they did only lose to Lakeshore sixteen to twelve, and Lakeshore's been a all right team. I mean, we know what what uh, Northern did to them. They lost to Madison by two, but lost a tower by eight, but some other games they lose to Fitz by twenty three, lose to Cousineau by twenty eight. Those aren't great showings. No, uh, and PH handled them pretty well, but uh, one thing I think they had two kick returns against PH, so keep your eye on that, right? Because special teams has been um, really good for Northern, especially blocking kicks this year. The the Huskies have been really good at that, so that's interesting. I expect Northern to get better. Plus, you have to remember. The Northern has just looked terrific at Memorial Stadium, and they're back at Memorial Stadium, back right. in their comfort zone. They've been scoring. They, they they've been stepping out of the locker room and putting forty points up on the board. Yeah, um, and and I wouldn't be shocked if that's what happens this week. No, and that's what we'd like to see, and I think everyone, like we said, is expecting to. We also expect Port here on high to go down to Warren Fitzgerald and not really have a lot of trouble. Again. Like we always said, throw out week one. They played bad against a great team. Since then, their only loss is a coin flip loss to Port here on Northern because Dennis, you were at that game. That could have gone either way. It went Northern. Northern yeah. made the plays that night, and you never take anything away from that. But Port Huron's been playing good football, even though they've been rattled with the injury bug. Amari Holler didn't play last week. I don't know if he'll play this week. They still found a way to get a share of the Mac Blue title, and now they're trying to build some momentum. I mean, 7-2 and two could get you a home playoff game depending on how the, the field falls. Well, I mean, whether it's Amari, whether it's Nate Oriole, whether they put me back there for a few snaps, um, <laughs> the, the Big Reds shouldn't have a problem with, with Fitzgerald. Gavin Troy has been running wild. I don't see how they stop him from getting a couple of big runs. I mean, I expect this one to be out of hand at halftime and maybe the big reds can take it easy so you'll get a final score where you'll go oh they only won 35 to 20 this much where actually they were killing them and then they took everybody out and don't get it twisted nate oriole at quarterback is not too far of a fall off from amari holler no nate's good and he's done a good job and and last week wasn't the first time he's just kind of stepped in out of the blue and had to do this for PH and gotten the result. So that's not anything I'm worried about. And I know Fitz isn't an easy place to play, but they're two and five. Their wins are over Warren Woods Tower by three. And as at the aforementioned game against East Point. So they've got turf too. And I think the big reds will enjoy that. They do. They do like their turf. So anything else with the two port here on area schools, besides we hope to come back Friday night and go, okay, yep. Double or multiple score win for the big reds. And you tell me, Oh, Northern took it to East point. Yeah. I mean, if we're not talking about wins for the Huskies and the big reds, the warning light is going to go on. We're going to have to figure out what went wrong yeah. in that game. Okay, which of the Max Silver teams do you want to start with? Do you well, want to start with I the mean, game with no fans, the game between two teams with winning records, <laughs> or the maybe the closest game in, turn of, in terms of uh, we're not sure who's going to win? Well, let, let's start with Marysville so that we can talk about this and then they can cancel the game. Well, <laughs> as, as of time of recording, we're, we're talking Wednesday afternoon right now when we're recording this. They're playing the game. 
talked to Coach Meyer. They're playing, but no fans. So sorry, Marysville, um, Marysville fans. You're you get a Friday to yourself. Uh, yeah, we're not going down to Lincoln. Otherwise, you know, some people would be thinking, "Ooh, ratings." But no, we can't. Uh, it'll be a game that they should beat Lincoln very handily. Well, here's the thing: Sakuchi might run for 200 in the first half, and if they give Ben Lavalley the ball six times in the second half, he might run for 200 yards. Yeah, <laughs> Lincoln's three and three, but it Deceptive. might be one of the most unimpressive three and threes you see. Mount Clemens actually they beat them 36-6 in the opener, and Mount Clemens hasn't lost since that game. Now Mount Clemens hasn't played a tough schedule by any means but they've still won six games in a row which you can't do if you're a terrible football team uh they beat new haven 40 to nothing and madison 15 to nothing again i think the madison game didn't get finished right um and as far as we know no it didn't get finished i I have spoken to an official who knows the officials who did that game and they said uh, it was an absolute circus and they shut it down and said nope this is over Apparently, the Madison kids were just out headhunting, um, and they said, somebody's going to get hurt here. This game is over. What? Where in the game did they end it? Uh, I think it was over in the first half. Really? Yes. Ooh, that's not good. I, I, there were all sorts of issues. Parents were a problem. Players were a problem. So that's why there's no fans in and this yes. game. So uh, from, from, from the description that I got, the, the officials felt we need to get out of here because this isn't safe. So there, hey, that's, that's the right move. That's a good move. And, and not just for them. For they're like the kids. for kids. Right. Like both sides. Because when you're looking to hurt somebody, that's usually when you end up hurting yourself. Well, and if you let one thing go, then it becomes a snowball effect. And then it... And I really don't get it. Like Madison and Lincoln aren't that far apart, but they're really, to my knowledge, it's never been a great big well, I guess, knock them down rivalry like you you know and madison's been in the silver the last few years so yeah. it's not like they've been, been playing, playing every lot. year like you get some some rivalries that just happen out of familiarity but that's all right well anyway marysville's going to win yeah they should they fall in the same category as ph and northern where if something odd happened we're trying to figure out what went wrong um so let's go to st Clair before we talk about the marine city game this is a big game, not because St. Clair's playoffs hopes are all but gone, but uh, for a program game, hey, how do your kids respond? You've lost three straight. Where's the feel of the program? Because there are a lot of young players that are going to be back on a team next year that hopes to duplicate what happened from 20 to 21. And it's not unheard of at St. Clair. I mean, they have had bad teams that have gone the next year and have competed for conference titles and and played deep into the playoffs. It, it's kind of the pattern. St. Clair's the, the stereotypical high school pattern. Hey, you'll get a year or two of good play, and then you'll have a down year. But then you get some kids back, and you're getting rolling. And if you can keep the culture up, I'd say this is a culture game for St. Clair. Yeah, I, I'd like to – to know if Logan Ellis is playing and where he's at with with his health. He missed the Marysville game. I thought that really hurt their run game. Luke Gabriel is a nice back, but he's not that guy you're going to give the ball to 20, 30 times like you could with Ellis. Like you could put it on Ellis's back mm-hmm. and he's going to – Peyton Ellis, I like. When he has time to throw, he's got a good arm and he's got two really good receivers 
I think. Right. Um, Nesbitt and uh, Oles are not bad players. No, you were you, very you, impressed by you, uh, Nesbitt's a big, tall kid with good hands. Oles is a speed guy. You get him into space, he, he can do things. So, uh, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. Their biggest thing is, again, impossible to replace what they had on the offensive line last year. Right. Those kids are learning, and next year they'll be better. Um, but this year they struggled a bit. Here's the thing with Hazel Park. They're 4-3, and three, but only one of their three losses have been by multiple scores, and that was to Marysville. Hazel Park might not be as down as we as we give it or think they are. They beat MLA City twenty six nothing. Then they lost to Marysville. That was the fifty three twelve game. But since then, in Mac Bronze playing again, you know Matt, the Mac Bronze is the Mac Bronze for a reason. They beat Madison by fifteen. They lose to Centerline, who won the league by seven, and then they followed up with a three point loss to Clawson, who was second in yeah. the league. So they were competitive with the best teams in the bronze. They then stomped New Haven, and they found Romulus as an opponent instead of Lincoln and beat them 30-16. to 16. Yeah, and that's the one that I don't know a lot about. I mean, I don't think Romulus is a powerhouse. I don't think they have a winning record. But um, I, I just don't know about that game. Like, I know St. Clair's defense will probably have a really good game here, and they might hold Hazel Park – to under 20 points. The question is, is how many points are the Saints going to score? And because they just have, other than the Lincoln game, they have not had much success getting multiple touchdowns in games. Uh, now, they had two technically against Clintondale, but one of those was in overtime. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game. And like I said, it's a culture game to see, hey, are the kids still engaged? Are the kids still fighting for pride? Because... I don't think that's going to be no. an issue. And Number the- one, their coach is not going to allow it. Number two, I do think the St. Clair kids care, and I, and I do believe that they look at themselves and go, we should be better than this. We're not this bad. We should have gotten more positive results this year. And this is a chance to and get this is, another yeah. one, but it's not going to be an easy rollover, get the win game. Let's talk about Marine City. Because they've been doing nothing but rolling, as our internet wants to not work right now, so it's hard <laughs> to get all the information up that we have. But they are six and one, and they have been doing nothing but playing well. Well, especially in the second half since their loss to Armada. And if if they just got off to halfway decent starts, there would be zero complaints. I guess the only thing is they start off slow, but then when they get it into gear. They are unstoppable. I mean, the last two weeks it was 13-8 and 12-8 at halftime, and you're going, eh, what's going on? I don't think that's a big cause for concern, especially going down to center line, who they're 5-0, and but they've, they're 5-0 and in Mac Bronze play, 5-2 and overall, sorry. I think this is going to be a big uh, reality check for the Panthers when Marine City goes down there and says, hey, this is what it takes to move up and compete at the next level in the MAC. This is what it takes to be a team that makes a run in the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, Marine City's the better team here. However, don't take center line lightly. Uh, center line 
won the – I know it's the bronze, but they actually won the bronze convincingly. Like, the next best team is Clawson, and they clobbered Clawson. 37. Yeah, their only close game in the bronze was uh, 29-20 against Hazel Park. Clawson was 37-6. They, they also play on a field that is an abomination. Or at least it was. I, it I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they play at the same – if they're playing check. at the park – well, sir, that's horrible. Lanfear used to play at a park too, and they have turf on there now. Well, so. I, I hope Centerline has changed things up because the old Centerline field was an abomination. And you know, again, I fully expect Marine City to go and beat Centerline. But if you get off to a slow start in this one, you know, it it might not be as easy to come back in the second half and murder them. So, but I do expect Marine City to win this game. They and probably by may have more turf. than a lot. It's hard to tell looking on on images now, but uh, it it looks it doesn't look bad, and it's probably longer ago than you want to admit that you were down there mm. for a game. It wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. Well, it looks uh, that I can't tell if that's grass or turf, but either way, are there gra- train tracks near the field? Grass turf. I I didn't see the train tracks in any <laughs> pictures. Right, maybe they're playing someplace else, but now. that. Doesn't mean it's not there. But anyway, grass, turf, pavement, in a gym, Marine City, I, I like them a lot. Uh, if Zach Tetler plays, it makes it even more of a slam dunk. If he doesn't, as which, which he hasn't the last two weeks, I believe, then then you have maybe a little bit of an issue. But it's Cam Maluski's been a guy that we didn't t- say his name once before the start of the year, and he has found a way to have a nice role with – with this team, I think Cooper Letson scored a touchdown the last two yep. or three games. Marine City always has a stockpile of backs to give it to when when, when they need to. Yeah, no, I, the Marine City's going to win this game. I'm just saying, you know, don't don't say it's going to be fifty to nothing because I think give Centerline a little bit of and pride. they have some and they have pride down there. Yeah. And if you know what, if, if they can get the win, hey, tip the cap to them. But Plus, it's week eight. What are they really playing for here? Well, so, they're playing for their because they're five and two, but they're not a slam dunk for the playoffs. So if it's if it's yeah, like if it ends up fifty to twenty two, don't go. Ooh, the Mariners are terrible. No, they won by thirty eight, which is a big win. <laughs> and any chance that a possible look ahead spot for Marine City, knowing they have an undefeated Durand? Yeah, I, I, don't worry about that. Worry about week eight. Worry about beating center line and continuing to play football. And worry about uh, Duran next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's what you want to have happen. But I think that's a good game too for Marine City in week nine. Um, a really good game be- because you can lose it and it's no big deal. But if you win it, now you're really cooking headed right. into the playoffs. Yes, indeed. Anything else on those? Do you want to do Mooney now or later? Uh, let's uh, – because this is a tough game for Mooney, I think. Uh, Whitmore Lake is not a, a bad uh, opponent, uh, and it was actually a, a decent game last year at Mooney. Mooney ended up doubling them up 28-14. to 14. Did you do this game last year? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Whitmore Lake was okay, and, and I think they've been okay – this year, uh, they've got four or five wins, I think. Yes, they or do. Or they might actually have more they than have that. They have six. They're six yeah, and they're one. six and one. Here are some stats for you for Mooney. This is their first five-game winning streak since 2005. If they win, 
It will be their first six-game winning streak that uh, did not include a forfeit since 2000 when they went 8-1 and one in the regular season. And they have a chance to, again, reset a lot of these streaks and a lot of things to happen. Get ready for the prep bowl against Bishop Foley because that will be a fun one at Ford Field next Saturday. Yeah, but see, I look ahead to that. I, I would be more concerned about that because let, let's remember, too, we're talking about this is new for this culture. Right. Um, and, you know, how you deal – we always talk about, well, well what do you learn from losing? How do you well, what do you success? learn from winning and handling success? Um, and so I, I think Joe Cannell uh, and his staff do have to maybe go, hey, guys, this week. Yes. Fully next week, Whitmore Lake this week. Let's keep playing good football. Let's go on the road and win a game because that's another thing. Mooney hasn't played a, a ton away from home, but they do have uh, a nice win over uh, Liggett yep. at, at their place, um, and they have a, a blowout win at Shrine. So, and Parkway Christian wasn't technically a road game, but they played it a neutral it? site. Yeah. So away from East China Stadium, they've actually done pretty well. Keep that streak intact. Because yep. you got to go and play in the big lights in week nine. Right, and you want to be feeling good about yourself. You want to have that momentum going in and feeling like you can do – you can go in there and win the prep. Well, I don't think Mooney's ever won the prep. I know they've gotten there. If they have, I'd have to look back. But um, if, it's been a long time if they've won it because I know they lost to Shrine when they made it in the early 2000s. But, uh, no, they, made, they won it in 99, excuse me. I just looked that up. They beat Gabriel Richard. So, anything uh, else? Ninety nine was a lot longer ago than I, I was three years old to admit, and uh, I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, in ninety nine. So, right, uh, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, you weren't around <laughs> for that. So, all right. Anything else uh, before uh, we get to the BWAC? I have a feeling we're going to yeah, spend well, a lot of time on when the it, when in doubt, give the ball to Hazen later. Yep, <laughs> that's my final thoughts on uh, that. All right, BWAC is next. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, uh, where in the BWAC do you want to begin? Do we want to save the best for last? Might as well. All right, so let's start with MLA City because they have a very real chance to win a game this week, and I do commend Coach Brown for not taking the easy free win and saying, "All right, well, technically we'll win a game, so we won't, we don't have a chance to go over." No, he, he finds University of Prep Science and Math through the Cobras, by the way, uh, for like a game, it. and they're coming to MLA City. U Prep is three and four. However, their three and four isn't great. They lost to Detroit U Prep, it's thirty to six. Their two wins over Pontiac Arts and Tech, a school who is one and six, and their only win is a forfeit, and Dearborn Advanced Tech, who is zero and seven, and their other win is a forfeit win over Dearborn Star, who never wins. Yes, who <laughs> legitimately has not won a game since twenty eighteen, and they've. They, don't, they haven't scored a point this year, and they just started forfeiting games. Yeah. So 
while they're three and four, MLA City would probably be at least three and four if they had science and math schedule. And science and math would almost certainly be 0 and 7 if they played MLA City. Yeah, schedule. here's the thing. Now, because MLA City, does, they play in the BWAC, so mm-hmm. they're losing games to Croslex, North Branch, Armada, Elmont. Uh, Half. More than half Yale, their schedule to this point, four Richmond. out of the seven teams they've played have been ranked in their respective divisions. North Branch, Croslex, Armada, and um, Almont have all shown up in the top ten. And we've all talked about four of those teams as teams that could win a regional title and make a deep run. So it's hard to get your your program started up when you're playing teams like that. Now the last two weeks against U Prep Science and Math and Flint, who are two teams that aren't good, you have a really good chance to rattle off a couple wins and talk about a culture game for St. Clair. You win one or two games going into the offseason, hey, you forget about those first seven, and you're feeling really good with with uh, a good class coming in that maybe there's a little bit of excitement being built for MLA City well, football. That, that's the thing. If you want to get kids out for the program, win a few games. Get people excited. Get, get them to say, well, I'm not – you guys went 0-9. Right. It's, it, that's not going to be any fun. Win a couple of games here at the end of the season because, again, too – that's what people remember. They don't remember what happened in week one. They remember what happened the last week that you played. And you have seen a little bit of progress as the game as the season's gone along. Again, they were starting from basically square one. So this is a game that you hope when we get back Friday, we hear about an MLA City victory. Yeah, um, I I really do like I. And again, this is a game where I've been looking at it like of all the games on our thing. This is the one I keep looking at and I keep changing my mind about. So hopefully uh, when we get to the picks in the next segment, my last decision on this one will be a right one. Well, I think the BWAC <laughs> has a lot of games that are coin flips or it could be interesting because Yale Elmont's another game that a few about a month ago, you thought you knew exactly what was going to happen. Now, not so much Yale technically has won three of their last four, but games they've played, they've won two of their last three. They're playing good football, but so is Almont. Almont's starting to hit their stride at the right time. After dropping two straight, they have put up, what is that, uh, 81 points in the last two games and are really getting it cooking. They have Yale coming there, so that means they don't have to go to Yale Park. I don't know, Dennis. I want to really like Yale, and I doubted them against Richmond, but I think Almont proved last week they're a better team than Richmond. And I think Garrett Grunman has this thing going in the right direction. I, we said it. I think Yale has a very good chance to be in the postseason, and that's a big step for a program that hasn't seen the postseason in a while. But can they get it done against Almont? Because if they win this game, they are 100% slam dunk in the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, again, like the, this would be a big win if Yale could go out and get it. But also, I think Elmont's looking at it, looking at, at D6, too. And you're going, man. If they win out. We, we want to play home games. If Even if they don't win out, if they split the last two, I believe they would still be like a top five team in terms of playoff points. I can check real quick. But 
Yeah, Almont has a chance to get real cozy at home. Yeah, uh, and they're a good home team. So I, I think this will be a, a good uh, game. But it, it's uh, – and I, too, I'm, I'm with you. You know, i am been really rooting for Yale uh, this year. They've, they've really played uh, well. Uh, they came through with me. I can't remember what week it was. Everybody was picking against them, and I Richmond. said, nope, Yale's winning this football game. They're the better team. And then they gave Cross Lex the scare of scares. By the way, if Almont, even if they split their last two, they're probably a top-five team yeah. in terms of, of points because they, they are benefiting from the BWAC. Yes. Um, so I, I think this will be a, a good uh, game, but, I, I you know, I, I it's kind of hard – to say Elmont is an underdog or they might lose a game where, where I think they're still the favorite. Yeah, and, and I do really like Yale, and I think they've really come a long way from even week one of this year, but Elmont's playing really good football right now. And again, it's the bias we talk about that I saw Elmont in person and I saw them deconstruct Crosslex. Now, maybe if I'm doing, if I did the Crosslex Yale game and didn't do Almont Crosslex, I'm going. I can't get the Yale taking Crosslex down to the wire out of my head. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. But I just, I don't think this is a slam dunk for Almont. I think Yale, Yale is going to give them hell. Yeah. I, I again, I, I, I think this will be a, a good game. So I, I think you got uh, the the three of the four games. I think here are going to be tight games this week in the BWAC. Because I think the Emily City um, science and math game will probably be a close game. Hopefully the Spartans come out on the right side of that one. I think Yale Almont is going to be a close game. I think the game we'll talk about last is going to be a close game. Here's the game where if it's a close game, I'm going to be scratching my head going, okay, I I give up because I don't know. Because I think Armada is the better team here. Um, and, and I know well, that they, this they, is a, play, they go to Richmond. This is a big rivalry game. They haven't had a whole lot of luck against Richmond. Well, but this Reece, is, Kyle Raleigh hasn't lost to him. But, He's but, 3-0 yeah. and against Richmond in two years. Uh, I, he should be 4-0 and because his team is better than Richmond this year, and that's not a slant on the, or a slap on the Blue Devils. It, it's just Armada's the better football team, so go out and prove that you're the better football team. And here's the thing you have the chance to – get that league title you get to like i say put another year on the banner that's they don't, they don't have a lot of those at armada and that's a big 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 first step towards really legitimizing and saying hey we're not just a one year hey we didn't just have a good class no we are going to be a thorn in the side of every BWAC team people are going to hate going out to armada to play they're going to schedule the tigers every single year and Dennis, just real quick, we can spend one or two minutes on this question because it's interesting. And I was just thinking, looking at Armada and what they've done the last two years, how long do you have to have sustained success with record-wise in high school football before you can say that they are completely turned around and they just become one of the teams to worry about? Well, I don't you think it has to be a little longer than that because we're talking high school football now. Like, is, and it, is it when – you have a good, you know a when when a, everyone in the yeah high school. when when a when a one you might have a good class come through and then the next class might not be have as many athletes or have as much talent if you can consistently win turning over your classes then that's I think when so people start say, what, talking five about you years because that's when 
every single kid that was there when you first started is gone. Yeah. And you have a completely new set of, of athletes to work with because... I mean, look at Richmond. For the last decade, Richmond was one of the elite right. in the BWAC. They're running through a tough stretch now. Right. And, I mean, Algonac in 2017 probably thought, hey, we're, we're, we're here we're not going anywhere, and and it ended up being that was an exceptional class that a, went a through there. Classes, and and when that was that little stretch was done, that little three or four year stretch was done. Not much since. So Armada has a chance again. I'm going to repeat the stat because it is a wild stat that if Armada beats Richmond in the last eight years, they will be the sixth different team to win the BWAC out of nine possible teams because K-Pac was still in the league when this streak started. Yeah, and, and that's the the like the like icing on top of this cake is that Armada is playing for something. You're playing week. for the jug. And the league. for the league title. Title is very important. Yes. Very important. We say it, not all district titles are made the same. Not all league titles are made the same. Dennis, there are years where even in the BWAC you go, okay, you have one game for the BWAC title, and that's that. This year, we've had eight BWAC championship games. Yeah, we really well, have. Everybody's had four or five tough games on their schedule this year in this league. Right. Armada can't win it outright. They can only get a share because one of North Branch and Croslex is going to win. They play out at Kreps Field, out at North Branch. I'll be out there, and I expect a raucous atmosphere. Yeah. And just to kind of finish up Armada before we get into this next game, which is really interesting. Um, after week three or whenever that was that they played at Croslex, mm-hmm. they left that field probably thinking we don't have a shot at the league title now. So well, they they here's, needed help. Here's a here's a second chance. Um, go out and get a piece of the league title. And you know Kyle Rowley has them focused. Yes, and I'm not doubting you ever again. Um, <laughs> Richmond or Richmond, uh, North Branch, Croslex. I do want to talk about the atmosphere, Dennis, because we've never actually been out at North Branch for an event. We've only done when they've played on the road, whether it's basketball or, or, or football, when they've come closer to us. First time out there. And Dennis, you know that North Branch travels well. They're in their own backyard. I have to imagine the fans are going to pack it in because Croslex travels well, too. And by the way, I made the trip going out, getting the pregame interviews and stuff earlier in the week, and I went out to North Branch, and the drive to Croslex, that is as small-town stereotype as you can get. (laughs) I passed one gas station the entire way, and I think I saw five buildings. Yeah. Once you get out of Croswell... There's nothing until you get to North Branch. No, you can pass pack. I'm going to tell you too. Uh, North North Branch does travel well. I, um, in the softball playoffs, I've seen the Broncos at Detroit Country Day. I've seen them in Richmond. Um, I've done some of their other their league regular season games um, at East China, also um, at Algonac. Um, their people come. They will put up tents. They will take up an entire side of the field. It will become like wherever they're at. Like if, if they're in Algonac, it becomes North Branch South. Right. That one little section, and not little, because like they'll go all the way down the right field line or wherever their dugout is. Um, they like their teams. You would not have known 
Country Day was the host of that softball district the year that North Branch was there. You would have thought this is North Branch's home field because the whole friggin' town is here. And they do it for volleyball, too. I yes. know we don't cover it, but go look at pictures from when they go to, a, the, go to Breslin for a state championship match. They travel, and now they have Croslex coming in. Is it fair to say there's going to be at least a few thousand people there? Oh, it, there's got to be because, again, no offense to any other sport. I like a lot of sports, but we all know football is king. Yes. And this is, for for these communities, this is this is the latest game of the century. Right. Um, this, this is a big deal. Again, I think we, we said it on the last program. They respect each other, but they hate one another. <laughs> yeah. Hatred. Yes. This is a true rivalry that's happened kind of quickly. Yeah. You know, it wasn't always this thing. Well, it helps when you've had basically the last three seasons, this game has decided at worst a share of the title because remember 2020, uh, North Branch won, I think, by a touchdown um, in – in Mike Legro's first year. Uh, yeah, the, in the regular season, they beat them 27-20. Then last year, in week two, it was 28-7, but it, it was 12-7 in the third quarter, and North Branch was driving. That ended up having an impact on the league title because North Branch would only lose one other league game, and that was yeah. Armada. And then this year, it's for a share of the league title. Yeah. And sneak in there that they've had a playoff game, too. In between the two regular seasons, they games. might play again. Uh, because and we thought they were going to meet last year in the playoffs yeah. before St. Clair had something to say about it. So I do think that whoever keeps their head and doesn't let the moment get too big, it'll help them. Because yeah. hey, a 15 yard penalty uh, on a, when North Branch is driving kills you. Or if you give Cross Lex any extra yardage, their offense will kill you. Now, there's a little bit of injuries that may or may not factor into the game. Belly Groppy and Joey Ramsey have both been hurt in recent weeks. Groppy got hurt a while ago. I think Ramsey was hurt last week or a week or two weeks ago. Groppy got hurt in the Armada yeah. game. So Groppy's been out for for a handful of games now and it's shown it has shown their offense is different, and Groppy is just so, – we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I, I'll be honest. I know whether Belly Groppy's playing or not, and, I will, and I'm not sharing that until the, the game happens because, it, yeah, it's classified information. But he, <laughs> he will make an impact. If he does play, then not only does that make the obvious run game better – Guess what? Now you have to respect the run game even more. You fill the box, and then all of a sudden you're one-on-one with a Drew Hosterman who came back last week. Yep. You're one-on-one with a Jackson Gonzalez. You have to pick your poison um, on the edge. And, and among other players that can stretch the field, Trevor Soul has Soul's been – had a great year this year. LeGros has been just raving about him, how he's kind of matured into – you know those guys that out of nowhere have a great senior year? He's doing one of those. So – if Belly's back, but if not, Almont kind of showed the blueprint. Hey, send five or six every play. Make Espinoza run for his life. Make him make decisions quickly. Don't let him sit in the pocket. If Belly Grappi's not playing, that's an issue. Now, Joey Ramsey, on the other hand, 
same thing. It gives you another big body up front to throw blocks. Defensively, he eats up gaps. What Even if he doesn't make tackles, that's the thing that uh, sometimes people don't understand with defensive linemen, is you don't necessarily have to be disruptive and get the stats. If you're taking up a gap and taking a play out of the playbook, that's making an impact on the game. Yeah, if the... If a team likes to to run to a certain side and that side gets taken away, right? You know they're they're a little off. They're they're doing something that they're not as comfortable with. Go ask people at Northern. There are games where Braden McGregor or Luke Fletcher wouldn't have big stats, but that's because they went, "Oh, he's to the right. We're running left. Yeah. Oh, he's on the right. We're rolling out left. We're not or, giving oh, him an opportunity. We have to double team this guy, right? And that gives somebody else a chance to get through. Absolutely. So those are going to be factors. North Branch is going to run their offense as they normally do. You, you know what it is, and it's a big contrast of styles from the hurry-up spread to the slow-it-down wing tee. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really interesting. Here, here's the, the, the wrinkle, though, is this year, North Branch, uh, again, they're not going to do it a lot. The, 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 them. But but they might throw the ball ten times. North that and they yes. might get a big play or two. Against Almont, they threw it twice, and I think he was almost uh Will Damasco was almost at a hundred yards. And against Armada, he threw for what? He oh, threw just for a hundred and ninety five yards and three so, touchdowns. So in all, all for all And they put it up purposes, seventeen times. He threw he threw for two uh, for two hundred yards and three touchdowns. That's not something you you're accustomed to seeing with North Branch football. And let's be honest, that was kind of the knock on Will Damasca a year ago: is hey, make him throw it. He can't beat you with his arm. Against Almont, he did it. Against Armada, they didn't win, but it got them 21 of their 28 points. You can't just put 10 in the box because they have guys that can make plays. Aiden Swash is a really nice player for them. Griffin Mayberry uh, plays both sides. Lucas Chapman are names. Even Mason Howe, he's a tight end, but he's kind of that changeup. They have dudes that he can get the ball to, so you can't key on one guy. Is it like it was in 2020 when you had three absolute studs? No. Is it... A pretty as close as you're likely going to get, maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that 2020 team was. I still maintain North Branch the, wins a state title. Their, COVID doesn't exist. Their third and fourth backs each rushed for five or options each rushed yeah. for over 500 yards. Yeah, no, they had two was, backs over a thousand. Ryan Henney's another back that yeah. he's really nice for them, and I think North Branch is going to give them hell. I just don't know what to expect. Because obviously, you can say the cliche, if they get into a shootout, that favors Crosslex. If they muck it up and it, it's a, a slow, grindy game, well, that favors uh, North Branch. And I think the weather's supposed to be fine. Because remember week eight last year? Oh, yeah. That was the monsoon. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any bad weather in the forecast. I can check. But... It just, I don't know. I really have no idea what to think about this game. Well, and I still think North Branch has to answer some questions for me. Like, I know a healthy Crosslex. I saw them, you know, with Swan Valley and with Armada. I think when Crosslex is healthy, they're a legit football team. I want to know about this North Branch team because, again, when I go back and I, I look at things, they beat Almont, 
And they lost to Armada. They lost to Armada. This is, and this is a big And test none of their other games, like, it's impressive, the numbers and the points and all of that, but there really, there really wasn't very many good teams in there. And then you can also say for Cross-Lex, hey, you beat Armada, Almont took it to you. This is a prove-it spot for both these teams. But, it, but again... Yeah, but, but the Swan Valley the, the, game. The, the, the same thing happened in North Branch. Just in a, you beat Elmont, yeah. but you lost to Armada. Right. So <laughs> each team has dominated a team that the other couldn't lost. dominate. Right, and you can't use the transitive property. You can't go, oh, well, we beat Elmont by 30, and they lost by 11 because you lost to Armada by 9, and they beat them by 20. Yeah. So it's I don't know, Dennis. I think this is going to be a great game, and I really don't think either side is going to win by more than a score. By no, the way, I'm, the weather, 54, partly cloudy, might be a little windy, but should be a, a nice fall night for football. Yeah, um, that that's a good one. Uh, and, yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll be disappointed if that game isn't very interesting in the fourth quarter. Well, I guess – if it's not interesting score-wise, the result will be very interesting and tell us a lot. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Oh, geez. Thanks. Hopefully I can make it to Friday. <laughs> All right. So I think that's it for the BWAC. That's any, it for the any BWAC. Last thoughts besides? No, I, I think there's excited. some really good games this week I'm in the BWAC. I'm excited to go out to North Branch for a game for the first time because their field is cool. It's kind of sunken in a little, and the, the, the bleachers are really long. And I just have a feeling it's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, I, I do too, and I, and I think Croslex is going to travel well too. So oh, I think yeah. it's going to be loud. Um, uh, you know, I, I'll I, I'll equate it to that feeling. I don't know that they'll have the number of people that a Crosstown showdown gets. But I'll equate it to that, or a Marine City St. Clair game, or when Marysville's like, playing uh, one of those teams. And the only reason there might not be more is because there's 40 minutes of driving between. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to slow people down no, this week. No, I would get there early. And I, and I and I bet uh, other fans from the uh, area are going to be uh, trickling over to watch that game right, just, too, like people from Mayville and Marlette and Brown whatever City. Brown City. Oh, we don't play till Saturday, or our team's on the road this week. Let's go over and check out. What's going on with this game? If there was a game to say, what's the BWAC all about? It's this one. Yeah. I mean, this is the one you go, hey, this is what you can be a part of. Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City, Millington. <laughs> um, so the GTC East. We'll I start thought we were going to make it a whole show without him pitching that. Nope. Um, Ubley, as far as we know, is still playing Unionville Seabwing. We haven't it, seen it, it as the time of recording. It, it doesn't matter. Upley's going to win that game a lot to very little. The, like they do with everyone. USA's 2-5. and five. They've actually won their last two games after forfeiting two in a row. But it was against Caro and Vassar. Upley's much teams. better than yeah. Caro and Vassar. Harbor Beach looks to get their seventh win. This is the most interesting one on the slate when they play bad acts. Five and two bad acts against six and one Harbor Beach. Both teams, two of the, those three losses are ugly. The only other loss for bad acts is to Laker, who sounds really good this who's year. something Laker might be a threat to win D7. Yeah. How good is the football in the thumb? Just the It's inside. really good right now. Like, Laker's been good. A couple years ago, Cass City, San. Like, every team in the thumb has taken a turn of not just being thumb good, but area good or state good i mean well i mean let's let's just put it that way uh ugly could win eight laker could win seven bad brown, x could win seven Br brown city could win an eight-man title 
that one might be harder to do just because of how many good eight-man teams there are. But, yeah, if they won a title, I'd be like, oh, I'm a little surprised but not shocked. I just, you know. Yeah. That, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. So, Harbor Beach takes on Bad Axe. That's a game that I'm going to be very interested. I'm sure one of the stations up there will be covering you get you have to don't oh you? yeah i would think that that's one that everybody's got circled up there by the way <laughs> bad x in week nine plays hamtramck oh wow talk about playoff points for a d7 team because <laughs> hamtramck's d2 uh anyway sandusky takes on recent a crossover and marlette takes on vassar everyone's on the road right everybody yeah the everybody in the east is playing somebody in the west this week uh, and uh, except for Memphis, who drew Lakers somehow, um, uh, everybody else has got a, a real good chance to win this week. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, want to go to eight, man? Let's go to eight, man. Who do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Brown City? Um, well, I, I think um, that things finally get a little easier for the Green Devils this well, week. Yeah, Vandercook Lakes 0-6, and they forfeited yeah. two of their last three games. And they've actually three of their last four, but one was found, so they might not even be playing Vandercook Lake. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll you know, but Brown City just had another wild game. Uh, their last couple of home games have just been wild. Talk about preparing yourself for <laughs> a, a playoff run. I mean, really, like, you, the NCTO stars would have been just as tough of a schedule. I'm not going to say anything bad about that but being independent it'd been really easy to take a lot of easy games or maybe it wasn't because the only teams that have openings are teams that no one wants to play because they're so good yeah but coming through all of that six and one i mean yeah you would have liked to win at martin or at least be a little more con- uh competitive by the way the van cook late game was canceled so they're seven and one yeah um, i kind of figured that that wasn't going to happen just looking at the recent weeks for them it looks like when they know they're going to get handled, they just call off the game because they don't want to get hurt. Right. So it looks like their next game will be next Thursday against KPAC. So that'll be the their, their finale. And Brown City looks like they have a very good chance to go 8-1 and one and really have a, a – Threat be a threat to make a deep run in your first year in eight man, and we've said it back in week one, and we're saying it now. There's probably a lot of people in eight man that were, uh, or up in Brown City that were compla- complaining about going eight man, but now you're feeling pretty good about it because if they're in the GTC East, what's the best case scenario? If you get the right crossovers and not a tough non-conference, you're five and four, six and three. Yeah, and and it might go the other way for you because their problem in years past has been the depth thing. It's right. not that they haven't had talent. They've had talent. Now they get to show that talent off. It was filling those three players on the field that they don't have to worry well, about it's really now. six because you think three offense, three yeah. defense, and you're making guys play longer. You can give guys rest. Eight man is still as legitimate and, a football as 11. Man. And in the and in the East this year, I mean, you might be looking at three and six. Depending, yeah, on how you shake out against Marlette and Cassidy. Yeah. So they're, they are having success. They should be a poster child for, hey, can we scrape together an 11-man or should we go 8-man? 
Brown City is the success story. Uh, Peck has been a success story since their week one loss, and they take on Carsonville, Port Sanilac. This is a Thursday game. So it's it's a rivalry game, but uh, Peck is rolling, and we were talking about uh, Leitner uh, earlier this week and, and the numbers that he's putting up there, and he's just been incredible. Has a chance to have the eight-man state record. Yep. Um, and, and he – if they should make the playoffs, and with three more games, knock on wood – if he keeps up the production at the pace he's at, he will get it. Well, I mean, and and again, this is probably like if you look at these two teams, this is probably a high scoring game. Yeah. Uh, and which would bold well for him getting Sense a lot Pax of yards. First uh loss, they haven't scored less than forty two points. Yeah. And CPS can score, but they give up a lot. Yes. Um all right, and then that's CPS, and Deckerville's the only other team who's been a little down this year. You know, we've said that, and and, and I want to apologize to the Eagles because I was looking at it. They're four and three. They're three they're, lo- their three losses are to, to three teams that are 20 and two this year, and one of those losses was Kingston beating Oakland Christian. So 20 and one. Uh, and then the loss that t- Toledo Catholic Central has was to Lenaway Christian, who I like lost for the first time ever in eight man f- football earlier this season, right? Yeah. Like so, uh, Deckerville might not be all that down. They're playing some tough games and some tough teams. You, we know Kingston's good. Right. Um, you've seen Oakland Christian. You throw, know they, they only they, lost by eight points. Yeah, they, they zing it around there. And last week, Deckerville played Mayville. That that game mattered to Mayville, and Deckerville clobbered them. 58-34. So, I mean, maybe it's not a case of Deckerville is down. Maybe it's a case that there's a lot of good teams in eight-man football now. And if they can get wins in week Eight and nine. I don't know if they can get in at six and three, but they probably have the best schedule to do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I give us a Brown City Deckerville playoff game. Yeah, I, I would take that. Do I it would. on a Saturday so we can go do it. <laughs> I would take that. That would be fun. Um, and and I I do like that. Even though they didn't get into the league, Brown City is going to play KPAC. They've already played PAC. Um, and yeah, like. I don't know that we'll get it, but it's out there. We do get Deckerville Peck in week nine. Yeah. That's a fun one. And and that's, you know, that's a, a good uh, job, I think, too, by the, the people in Peck. Because, again, doesn't kill you if you lose the game, but if you win it, boy, does it really put you in a good spot going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anything else before we get to the picks? That's what I've got so far. All right, Lance Campbell and the picks up next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust-proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back to the Get Stuck On Sports podcast. As it's Dennis's favorite time of the week, it's time for the picks. But Dennis, as we always do, let's update the standings. How did we all do last week? Yeah, for all my whining and complaining, I went eight and two last week. Um, but it was Your the worst first time this yet. season that I've lost two games in, in a week, and it was two teams that were six and zero going into the week, knuckleheads. But I'm sixty three and seven. 
That's that's pretty solid for that seven is weeks. That's good for everyone who has joined us for the picks, myself, the guests, and the people included. Uh, give the rest of the, the standings here, and then I will give you our fan standings. Uh, yeah, the, the general public overall, because we take the percentages right. of their voting, they're 58 and 12, so they're having a solid uh, season. Uh, Brady is 56 and 14. That's not bad. It's seven eh. and three last week. Uh, and our guests, after Paul Costanzo went seven and three last week, are now 53 and 17. So after winning it all last year, they they're in last place this year. Now, they're, they're first to worst. Now, Dennis, I think you have a good chance of winning uh, with those four, but there are a few fans that have been hot on your tail. First place standing alone, Tyler from Allenton is 61 and nine. That's impressive. That's very there good. There are three people who are uh, 60 and 10. Robert from Richmond, Sean from Marine City, and our guest this week, Lance from Lakeport. Lance Campbell, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You, you think you're going to catch Dennis this week? I do not. He's well, he's pretty sharp. I mean, he gets I, you know, zero I, or I, one wrong almost every week. And, so. and again, I, I keep saying this, but there, there are three or four games that I don't like this week. Um, but uh, I've decided, uh, I decided at the start of the year, don't go with your heart, go with your gut. Uh, and I've been right more times than I've been, been wrong going with my gut. So I'm going to stay with my gut and probably disappoint a few people with my picks this week. Okay. Well, let's not waste any more time. Time for the picks. Fakes the handoff, rolls out near side. He has pressure from behind. He's hit ball, comes out into the hands of a Mariner and into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Quick hitter this time, and it's Furman with Rome. Down the far sideline to the 10, to the 5, and he is into the end zone. I don't know what we're yelling about. Damasca cuts up, slips one tackler near the goal line, and touchdown, North Branch. Will Damasca just got over the line. Espinoza rolling out. Throwing man wide open. It's Gonzalez. They got him this time. He'll make the catch, and he's into the end zone for a pioneer touchdown. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. Handoff Conan. He plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line. Touchdown, Tigers. He'll start from his own one-yard line. Up ahead to the five, to the 10, 15. He's hit. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. Vikings football. And Bloink, straight drop, setting up a screen pass, complete to Prone. He's got room. 20, 15, 10, 5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer. He's got room to work. 45, 40, 35, 25. Good night, Brendan Hazenlayer, into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. Week 8 for the picks. We have a fun slate and a few tough games, and we'll start off with a tough one in MLA City. This could have been their Algonac bye week instead. Detroit University Prep Science and Math, that's a mouthful. They're three and four. They come to MLA City, who's looking for their first win. Lance Campbell, do the Spartans find win number one this weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I think the team that you said. The Cobras, with, by the way. They're with the 14 names yes comes out of there and they even their record at four and four that's detroit university preparatory math and science dennis stuckey who wins this game uh i've been i've flipped on this game more than any other this week yes believe you, it i can or, confirm it or not uh and i'm gonna go with mla city Ooh, okay because i thought what you said before the intro you were going to go with prep math and science i told you and i've I been flipping on this game about every five minutes. Ask me five <laughs> minutes from now, and I'm going to take science and math. And, and I think 
Dennis, you're right. Not only will Emily City win this game, I'm going to be bold. They win it by double digits. The people are with the science and math, Detroit University prep, the, the, the word alphabet soup of a name, 85% on science and math. We'll stay in the BWAC. The 4-3 and three Yale Bulldogs go to Elmont, 5-2. and two. Both teams jockeying for playoff position, jockeying to maybe get into the playoffs. Dennis Stuckey, this won't affect the final BWAC championship, but a big game for both sides. Who wins this game and why? Uh, I like Elmont because they're at home and because I've stated they're one of the big four Yales trying to get into that group. Um, a win like this this week would maybe get them in that conversation starting next year, but Elmont's there. They're established. Elmont will win this game. Elmont's playing really good football right now. Yale is too, but they had a week off. It's hard to get back into the rhythm. I really like what Garrett Grunman's doing. Heck, there might be a point in this game where Yale has the lead, but Elmont has just been clicking on all cylinders. They want to keep that going in the postseason. Give me Elmont at home. Lance Campbell. I'm going with Elmont just simply because it's at Elmont. Uh, Garrett's done a great job there. I, I watched the Crosslux-Yale game. A very entertaining game. They did a lot of great things on the offensive side, uh, but I think Elmont is really good. And, and in a close game, Elmont comes out on top. And uh, so, the people agree with you, Lance. Ninety-six percent on Elmont, but those Bulldogs are pesky. Armada is much more than pesky. They're just flat out good. They are six and one, and for a chance to win their first BWAC title in eight years as they go to Richmond it's for the jug it's for the BWAC title it's for just another win and another shot to get a home playoff game Armada will not be denied I'm just going to put this right now hey any game Armada plays the rest of the year I'm taking Armada blindly the rest of the year I've gone against them a couple times and I've been and wrong. that's what they want they uh, want you to go against them because nope, they do sorry. better when you do you're, you're a big boy now you're getting all my love Armada Lance Armada easy I think it, I think they roll them. As you said, I think they just got so much to play for winning their first title in 18 years. Coming off an emotional win against uh, North Branch and gearing up for the playoffs, and they want to throttle the, their, their biggest rival. Dennis, they go to Richmond and win. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, it's all right if you want to put the banner up uh, right now. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as Armada, <laughs> and the people agree 92% on Armada. We're looking for their fourth win in a row against Richmond. Might have to do a little homework to see when the last time that's happened. Cross Lex goes to North Branch. The big game of the week, Cross Lex is 6-1. and one. North Branch is 6-1. and one. It's at Kreps Field in North Branch. Lance Campbell, your pioneers travel west. Do they come home with a win? I might have to piss off a couple people here, but uh, no, psych. Croslex. <laughs> oh, I thought he Croslex <laughs> hopefully gets Groppy back. He'll, he's a difference maker. Espinosa, what we know what he can do with the ball in his hands. Soul's been great. The defense has had their moments to shine. In a shootout, Croslex hangs in banner, goes in the North Branch, gets a hard-fought win. Dennis Stuckey. I said I was not going to go with my heart, but I'm a little upset with North Branch uh, and them losing last week, um, so cross-lex. Yeah, how does it feel your, your first two-loss week came with two undefeated teams? Yeah, so I, I'm a little sour with a couple of people this week. This is going to be a game that I think comes down to the final two minutes. Uh, it, it's going to be a dogfight. 
I think Cross Lex wins on a last-minute drive. I think it's close. Heck, it might come down to two or three points. But Cross Lex, let's say by five. Let's give a weird score. Cross Lex by five. And the people agree, but barely. 55% on Cross Lex, one of the most split decisions we've ever had. From you know, and I, I just want to point out, last week it was I was surprised we had a clean sweep North Branch over yep. Armada. Armada won. Yep. We clean sweep this week. Had a clean See. sweep Crosslex over Elmont, too. Uh, these big games have been having some where everybody decides that one team is better than the other. Yeah, it's it's not good. Not good, Bob. Um, from one 6-1 game to another, a team bound for the prep bowl, Cardinal Mooney has to take a long drive to Whitmore Lake. Whitmore Lake has won six in a row. Dennis Stuckey, get us started. Does Cardinal uh, Mooney get the win on the road? Yeah, when in doubt, give the ball to Hazen later. I'm a, uh, Mooney's been good to me this year. Um, I've picked them seven times, and they're 6-1. and one. Uh, I'm sticking with uh, Mooney, although this is a tough game. It is a tough game, but I think they have the best player on the field. I think Mooney 6-1 and one is better than Whitmore Lake 6-1. and one. And you know what? I just like Mooney, so <laughs> I want them to win. Go Cardinals. Give me Mooney. Lance Campbell. I think this is a lot like uh, Yale, Elmont. I think both teams are playing really well. But at the end of the day, I think I'm going to take Whitmore Lake simply because they're at home. And as you said, it's the it's it's kind of a it's a it's a long journey there. Um, the running back is is phenomenal. I'd love to mm-hmm. see him play in person, and I'm glad to see he's getting some opportunities at the next level because uh, we know how our area kind of gets. Uh, doesn't get yes, as much get recognition. Yes, but I'm, I'm going to take Whitmore Lake in a close one. You are on your own, Lance. 74% of the people taking Cardinal Mooney to get the road win. Let's now turn our attention to the MAC, where the 6-1 and one Marine City Mariners look to win their seventh in a row against MAC bronze champion Centerline. I've said it all week. I think this is going to be a reality check for Centerline. Marine City, Marine City by at least 20 points, if not more, Mariners in a route. Lance Campbell. Wow. Uh, I I agree. Marine City is Marine City. They've been Marine City for 35 years, 40 years, whatever. They just have a great tradition. They have a great coaching staff. They have kids that love to play football, and they will be the better of the two MAC teams today, uh, conference winners. Dennis Stuckey. Brady just hates the bronze. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. You could be a bronze, Lance. You could be a bronze team with a hundred wins in a row, and Brady will give you no respect. But he's right this time around. Marine City wins exactly, and the people <laughs> think I'm right too. Ninety-three percent on Marine City. Another silver bronze crossover. This one a little tougher. Four and three. Hazel Park goes to two and five. St. Clair. St. Clair trying to fight to get another win. Keep that culture up. Hazel Park. Maybe a sneaky playoff team if they win the next two. Lance, can they get win number five on the season? I think Hazel Park gets win number five. St. Clair just, uh, it sounds as though they play great defense, but they haven't been able to find the end zone. And um, it puts a lot of pressure on your defense. And so uh, I'm going to go with Hazel Park. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I've been going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on this one too. Um, in the end, I'm going to take Hazel Park because I don't know if St. Clair can score enough. I, I think this could be a low-scoring game. Yeah, I've been going back and forth, too, and I can't, couldn't decide, so I'm going with the home team in St. Clair. And I think this might be 
if you get to 20 points, I think you have a pretty damn good shot at winning this football game. The people are on the Vikings. Hazel Park gets 85% of the audience selections. Let's go to a game which there's going to be about 100 people at, and those are going to be the players, coaches, and officials. Marysville at 4-3 and three, <laughs> goes to 3-3 three and three, Warren Lincoln. Dennis Stuckey, uh, if a tree falls in a forest and Marysville wins a football game, does it really happen? Uh, well, I don't know if this game's going to happen, but uh, I think all the punch is out of the Fighting Apes uh, after their Madison thing. Uh, Marysville wins. I'm just going to say Marysville wins and not acknowledge it. Lance Campbell. Marysville. They've been playing better football. Uh, I, I think they're, they're, they got their eyes set on a playoff appearance. They win this week. It almost guarantees it, I think. And then they got a rivalry with Port Huron following week. So if they go 6-3, and three, they're in the playoffs. All right. The people agree 85% on Marysville. Let's go to Memorial Stadium where the 0-7 Shamrocks from East Point are hoping for win number one against 6-1 and one Port Huron Northern. Keep it simple. Northern lost last week. They ain't losing again. Northern, running time. Dennis, you'll be done pretty quickly. Lance Campbell. The three of us and eight guys that I find outside would be, <laughs> be East Point. So Northern bounces back. Hopefully they get healthy before the playoffs. They roll. Dennis when, when did this positive show about <laughs> high school sports become so mean? But, yeah, Northern wins. <laughs> It was so mean, but I can't refute it. And, yeah, 100% of the people agree. No one's willing to go out on an island and take uh, East Point. Port here on high to finish up the picks. Travels down to 2-5. and five. Warren Fitzgerald, Dennis Stuckey. Is anything going to happen that we don't expect to happen? Uh, the only thing I expect to happen here is the Big Reds to get another win. Yeah, I, I'd imagine that's probably what's going to happen. Port here on high will beat Fitz. Call it 36-12. to 12. Lance Campbell. Port Huron rolls in week eight, and then they look forward to that rivalry match against Marysville. And the people agree 100% of the audience taking the Big Reds to beat Warren Fitz. And, well, that's the picks, and we only had a couple of uh, battles here, didn't we? Well, uh, you and I only differed this week on the St. Clair Hazel Park uh, game. You've got the, uh, the Saints. You're not going to catch me in the standings just going against me one time. And I gave you plenty of opportunities this week to go against you did. me. Well, I, but, I uh, thought I, I had my heart set on one. I'm not going to disagree with you most of the time <laughs> just to disagree with you. I'm, I'm going to be honest you're never with gonna, the people. You're never going to catch I've, up I've been me. resigned to that fate since week four. All right. Uh, Lance went out on uh, the limb a couple of times uh, here. Um, he took uh, science and math. I'm not going to go through all the names. Detroit University uh, Preparatory uh, Science. Yeah, he, 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 took, he took them. He took Whitmore Lake. Uh, which uh, is, uh, I, I think, a solid calculated risk. Yeah, I think it's that's, a. I, I think, think it's a, off the It's going to be a pretty far. good matchup, and it's that's a, a good that, that that boss ride, and just you know, uh, Cardinal Mooney. I hope they win. I hope they win. If if it was a if I was picking Cardinal Mooney in basketball, I would take McAndrews against anybody. <laughs> they can play the Detroit Pistons. I'm taking McAndrews. And uh, it, it looks like... I uh, took St. Clair, right? Yeah, you took St. Clair, so uh, Lance took Hazel Park. Uh, and then uh, the, the listeners pretty much went uh, with uh, you and me, Brady, on everything, except they took science and math. And Hazel Park. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So again, you're on an island. I am on an island Park. with that one. Dennis, let them know where we are this week. 
All right. I am going to be at Memorial Stadium on uh, Friday night for uh, that uh, Northern East Point game. Get going around uh, 640 uh, for a 7 o'clock uh, kickoff at the uh, stadium. And then uh, Brady will be at some ho-hum do-nothing game that doesn't mean anything yeah. in the, uh, the Might standings. Might be a few people out at uh, yeah. North Branch. Four or five people will be I don't know, Lance. You're not going to that one. No, no. I I'm probably going to watch uh, watch a paint <laughs> dry at my uh, house. An AAC football game. There's probably like Tulane and and UCF yeah. on Friday night, right? Yeah, Hawaii is on. <laughs> I'm going to be there at six o'clock, Gotta and be. I'm going to make sure my wife is ready, and we're going to get over there at six, and I'm going to drink a heck of a lot of hot chocolate, cheer on the Pioneers, and be happy at the end of the night. I think they win a hard fought. Great football game, but I think their offense is too explosive, especially if they get Grappy back. And Brady will get that going at 6.30 for a 7 o'clock mm-hmm. kickoff. North Branch Crosslex, if you didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> so I think that's it. Lance, do you want the last word? No, thanks for having me on. Uh, always enjoy listening to you guys cover local sports, as does a lot of people in our community at Crosslex and, and other people as well. And uh, the podcast get list, gets listened to often by myself and – a lot of people, and it's entertaining, and it's great for high school sports because sometimes the connection isn't what it used to be without as many many publications on what's getting done locally. So I think this is a good avenue for people to chime in and listen, and uh, it's it, it's fun to be on here, and hopefully I don't embarrass myself and go like five and five. <laughs> and uh, it should be a fun Friday night. Well, you're one of the, you're one of the ones nipping at my heels, so yeah. go five and five. So yeah, because <laughs> Lance Campbell, the guest can't do it, but Lance Campbell, the audience picker, can. Yes. So all right, Dennis, send us home. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.